Well, everybody, so this is Jason, and Josh is still swimming up in Iowa with no internet. And I was supposed to put out an episode last week, a throwback episode, but I just was too busy and completely spaced it. And yeah, so I am going to do a throwback episode right now, but to start out, I do have a couple of phone calls. So if you like the show, if you want us to play your phone call or you want to text just to chat, you can do that. We have a phone number. It is 913-730-7255. And that goes directly to my phone. And we'll just talk about whatever. I want to know what you know. (laughs) I want to talk to you about your paranormal experiences. So text me. Text us. Or call and leave a voicemail like these guys just did. Let Let me play this. Hey, y'all. Luke Bryan here. Just want to say I love your show. Keep up the good work. And uh, catch y'all sometime soon. Bye. I have no idea who that is. Um, I know who called and left the voicemail, but I don't know who Luke Bryan is. Maybe you can enlighten me on that. Um, here's another one. is a uh, character created by Mike Judge who also created King of the Hill and voiced King of the Hill uh, many characters in King of the Hill which happens to be one of my favorite shows so if you want to talk about King of the Hill give us a text give me a call um, that does happen to be Eric Innsbrenner, our top meat mate over on Patreon. If you want to bump him off the pedestal, you go join Patreon and you get some cool stuff. And especially you'll get some very cool stuff if you bump him out of top Patreon, top meat mate. So do that and enjoy this episode of the Ectoplasm Show. It's all about flying humanoids, and I talk about one of my experiences, and I believe Josh does too. I can't remember if Josh's experience was before or after this episode, because it is episode 208, which was almost two years ago. We got to pick up numbers. We're getting to episode 300 here soon. Um, but yeah, that was episode 208 from May 26, 2017. It looks like this is 298, so just a couple weeks, we will have episode 300 out, which should have been now, 
if um, Josh's internet provider wasn't underwater. So give this show a listen, even if you have heard it before, because it's been two years. Um, go check out Pod Bros, our network. They are going to be at the Kansas City Paracon this weekend, or not this weekend, in August. So come check them out there. Go to their website, check them out there. This weekend, I will be on a panel. No, I won't be on a panel, but I will be hanging out with the guys from Language of Bromance from the Pod Bros Network. They are on a panel that I organized, hosted by the Kansas City Paracon. We have two this weekend, actually. We have that one, which is Paranormal and Comic Books. And that's on Saturday at 3.30 at Bardo Hall in Kansas City at Planet Comic Con KC. All that info is at KC Paracon, or sorry, KansasCityParacon.com. And then on Sunday, we have another panel at 12.30 with, it's a, para-podcasting roundtable with three or four different shows, including Ectoplasm Show, and Josh will be there. Josh better be there for the night before as well when we have a podcast meetup at Big Rip for everyone to have a good time, meet some new shows, hang out with our fans. So come on out to Big Rip if you in the Kansas City area because we will be there. Hysteria 51 will be there. Conspiracy Geeks will be there. Breakers Podcast will be there. Um, There's a couple others as well. I just don't have it open in front of me. And if you... It doesn't have to be paranormal related. It's just podcast related. And it doesn't even have to do that. You can just come and hang out and have a good beer. It also happens to be my wife's birthday on Saturday. She's letting me do all of this fun stuff this weekend with planet comic-con i am uh, like i said hosting the panels we have press passes so i'm going to try to get some interviews for the show even if it's not a celebrity we're still going to be interviewing some people um but yeah so I, i'm sorry if you're not in the kansas city area but it is last minute but if you're in the area come on out Come to the Planet Comic Con and come to our panels at Planet Comic Con. And also, come to Big Rip Saturday night. Bring my wife a birthday present because she is coming to hang out with me on her birthday with my friends. Her friends will be there too. But, yeah. Everybody's got to sing her happy birthday. Josh better be there to sing her happy birthday. Alright, enjoy this episode. We hopefully will be back next week with a live episode. The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, sir? Just another sunny day in paradise. <laughs> Just another day in paradise. That's right. That's right. What uh, What are you doing today? Well, earlier I was walking around Shields, which is a store I think you're probably familiar with being, yeah. being an Iowa-based store. Absolutely, yeah. Um, looking at some stuff, and this afternoon I'm, I'm planning on going and investigating again with Spurrier. Lucky bastard. Hopefully the place doesn't kill me this time. <laughs> You'll be fine. Just dust yourself off. You'll be fine. <laughs> I tell you what, man. I've uh, I've had a pretty productive day thus far. I yeah. Uh, yeah. So I walk over to uh, let's see. I go to the manor and uh, just making sure everything's going good. Checking the doors, all that. Sh- you know, I mean, it's just regular things that I always check right when I enter the place. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I go outside after my uh, my little walkthrough. Go outside on the front porch, having myself a smoky treat. And I uh, notice that there are <laughs> there are uh, two fairly deep um, what look like tire marks in the front yard. So somebody had driven up into the front yard of the manor and peeled out. You know what I mean, like hardcore. And then you could see where they drove off and and all that fun stuff. I mean, the thing that sucks is like when they were driving away, like to get on, back onto the street. There's a pretty significant drop there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't know. Like they may have uh, may have tore some some stuff up on their undercarriage of their car or whatever. You don't think it was a truck? It could have been a truck. I don't truck know. Truck would man. be fine, really. Yeah, a truck would probably be fine. I don't know. I have no idea. I really don't care. Uh, so there's that. At first, I thought it was literally like uh, it looked like you know uh, Marty McFly and Doc Brown came through with the DeLorean and uh, just left some marks there. So I was looking around, didn't find him anywhere. You should take some impressions and do an investigation. I really don't care that much. Um, It really doesn't make a a difference to me. Did you fix it? Fix what? The tire tracks. How exactly would I do that? I don't know. Fill them in. With what? (laughs) Find a place where it's not in the front lawn dig up some strips and just lay it down. Nah, that's okay. It'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Just a suggestion. Yeah, I think... um, So what I ended up doing is... I don't know if people just don't think or or what, but you you think about it. We, We are paranormal investigators at the end of the day. What is one thing that most paranormal investigators have? We've got cameras, and we got a lot of cameras. And more specifically, we have cameras that see in the dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I was—I uh, spent most of mid to late morning uh, putting up some putting up some cameras, and I did a damn fine job. I will say that. I will say that. You gonna catch those bastards when they come back? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, whatever. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, uh, it's still a little peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? doesn't matter really doesn't matter it's it's either like i mean think about it 
the high school kids, they literally just graduated. They just got out. They're officially done. Like, it could be them just fucking around, having fun. I've done stupid shit like that in the past. Can't really blame the guys, you know? Um, or it just could be some asshole with an axe to grind. You have no idea. You have no idea. It could be some drunk that didn't realize he was in the yard. Exactly. Like, like, there's so many different things here, and I would probably just make myself bat crap crazy if I were to sit around and contemplate. You know what I mean? So I just figured, hey, I'll just set up the security cameras. I'll listen to an audio book while I do so, and the world will keep on spinning. And so here we are. So, yeah, productive day so far, though, man. What are you? You got anything else this week? You got a day? What are you doing this weekend for the holiday? Um, there's a holiday this weekend, huh? Yeah, yeah it's Memorial um, Day weekend. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Um, doing um, yeah, working at the manor. That's it. Um, just like every other day. I I tell you what, man. Like this sounds so stupid, but I'm super excited about this. So, um. As you know, as most people realize, like if you go to a haunted location and you show up and either if you're doing a walkthrough tour or if you're doing an overnight investigation, usually there's some form of liability waiver that you must sign. Um, that's very standard practice with a lot of these places. Um, and ours is no different. And so uh, you show up and you sign this paper. Now, we have literally gone through reams and reams and reams of paper. You know what I mean? Like, we really have. Like, it's, it's kind of costly at the end of the day. Ink and uh, the, the frickin' paper and all that crap. Um, it, it gets to be costly. I found a freaking app now. So I scanned the document. I can now have people literally sign the same document on the iPad, uploads it right to uh, where we need it to upload, and... The world keeps on spinning. So we are literally going digital now with all of this stuff, which is very, very cool. Look at um, you catching up to technology. Yeah, well, I'm trying. <laughs> I will say I'm, I'm giving it a fair shake. Um, obviously, now we uh, next week we are getting uh, Internet installed. Um, so people will have the, uh, the opportunity if they want to... Uh, you know, live stream or do what have you uh, at the manor. They'll be able to do so now uh, quite easily. So that's going to help a lot as well. And I just hope it's a better situation than it was before. Because before, we weren't able to really keep a connection in the house. For whatever reason that may be, whether it's paranormal or otherwise. Um, it was pretty jacked up, man. So... I don't know. We had five different technicians come out and try to uh, try to solve the problem for us. Each time these technicians would come out, they would they would, were quite thorough. Like when they were doing all these uh, tests and things, uh, they never found a single issue. They never found a problem. They're like, no, everything looks great. Everything is ship shape and should be working 100% proper. And I'm like, then why isn't it? You know, why why isn't it working? They had no answer for me. And I was like, but if it's only working, you know, 40% of the time, 50% of the time, and I'm still paying, like, I, I feel like I should be paying and getting 100% of the time it should work, or at least 80 to 90% of the time it should work. And so I'm like, I'm just not going to pay for it, you know? <laughs> so we'll see if it's a better situation now. 
Here's hoping. I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I mean, obviously, next door has internet. They do. <clears throat> next door does. Um, I also found out a little cool little tidbit of information. Um, our good pals over at the Classic Cafe, which is just directly across the street uh, from us, they actually have a little thing called fiber internet. Yeah? Yeah. Piqued my interest a little bit. So, What company, I wonder? It's a, uh, it's the same company that is going to be installing our stuff. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. The same company. And matter of fact, same company that uh, I have my own personal uh, internet service through. So I think fiber might be getting closer and closer and closer. Um, well, why, you could get it at the manor then, right? I could technically get it at the manor. However, we don't make that kind of scratch, dude. <laughs> like, um, how much How much are you talking about? Uh, we are talking about $115. Jesus. Well, it's the business package, though. I mean, because we are a business. We're not a residential, you know. Uh, you call it a home. You call it a house. Uh, yeah, technically. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that those guys would get wise to the fact that it's definitely not a home once they walked in there. <laughs> They'd be like, where, yeah, do you, mine- where do you guys even sit down and, and do anything? Where's your TV at, man? Yeah, crazy stuff. Mine's dude. like 30, 40 bucks a month. Yeah, that's amazing. For the 1,000 gigabytes. Right, right. Yeah, I think because it is a, um, I think it's a different because it's business. You know what I mean? Just... You need to transport the manor here. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. We're gonna need a lot of we're gonna need a lot of trucks. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what are we talking about, man? You uh, you've been alluding to this. You say, Don't worry about the topic, man. I got it. I got it. So I'm like I'm just sitting back, I'm gonna let you take the wheel here. So it was a little bit closer to the time of the happening then, but now it's still relevant. We're gonna talk about some flying humanoid sightings across the world. Oh, dude. Okay, let's do so it. So, how how are you dealing with that sighting now? Have you be able to? Have you come to a little more like acceptance of yeah. it happening? Or? <laughs> I guess acceptance. Yes. Um, I I'm now to that point where I just keep thinking, what the hell was that? You know what I mean? Like it's not. Um. I don't know. You want to go camp out near there? Is there a place to, like in the you median know, of the highway we could set up? You know what's actually hilarious about that, my friend? There is a campground maybe 100 yards away from where I actually sighted that. Um, so it is I, maybe more what than that. What are you that. doing tomorrow night? Maybe like 300 yards. I'll say that. 300? What are Probably. you doing tomorrow night? What's tomorrow night? Friday. Uh, nothing. I'm letting, uh, I'm letting some people into the manor. And Ectoplasm Expedition. Ex- <laughs> Ex- Just Josh and expedition. I. Looking for fun. the flying humanoid. Yeah, dude. It could be fun. We could look for any kind of UFOs. That's true. Any kind of UFOs that we find. Find out how much it costs to camp there. Probably next to nothing. Probably, yeah. Is it like a proper campground or is it like um, an for RV the, park? Yeah, for the most part, you're going to find RVs. All right. But yeah, I don't know. There's a, it's a, it used to be like a really cool, uh, um, like a par three golf course type thing. Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool. Um, then some flooding and all that stuff happened and it didn't, uh, didn't fare too well. 
down there on the bottom because it's literally, I mean, we're talking, it's very, very close to the river. Uh, but there is a bar, um, and they do, you know, have like a, a diner section there as well. Uh, but you go in there, and I'm, I'm pretty positive that's where you, you know, get your campground uh, area or whatever for the for the evening, for the week, or whatever. Um, pretty cool little place, though. No, no lie. We'll have to check it out soon. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck, dive into this shit. I want to see. All right. So I just pulled a few different stories and okay. and uh, tales from different people's sightings here, and I'll just just read them out. So uh, the first one is flying humanoid over Los Angeles, seen by multiple witnesses. See, these are the ones I'm more interested in. Like when when more than just a handful of people see this, it, it adds more credibility to it. You know what I mean? It's amazing. The story is from August of 2015. I'm guessing it looks like it's around that time when it happened. So, Okay. I'll just read the story. Uh, Spend any time in Los Angeles and you're bound to see some strange creatures walking around. (laughs) And that's not even including Hollywood during zombie movie shoots. But if you really want to see something unusual in Los Angeles, look up. That's what a number of people did on August 9th of 2015. And what they saw was what appeared to be a flying humanoid. Fortunately, three different people recorded the event from different angles. What exactly did they see? What? Uh, The flying humanoid was spotted over Sequoia Park east of Los Angeles. According to the note uploaded with the video, it was seen by dozens of witnesses and recorded by three different video devices. That's really cool. The humanoid appears to be in a spacesuit, and there were slits in the visor that was uh, that some witnesses claimed allowed them to see a face inside. Weird. Um, so what exactly did they see? The humanoid appears to be too solid to be a 3D projection or hologram. Plus it was up in the sky. I mean, those hologram things are getting pretty technical, technologically advanced. They but to project are. one floating around in the sky, I don't know. Yeah, that's that. difficult. That's difficult. Uh, while wow. it looks to be floating, it doesn't seem to be flying or moving around much at all. There are some changes of position that could indicate shape-shifting. This being Los Angeles, anything shaped like a stormtrooper could be a Star Wars promotion, but there's no <laughs> indication that's the case. Uh, they showed pictures of it, and it, it does look like, um, like a, space a guy suit? in a space suit, probably. While you're talking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of try to look this up. I think this was on um, Mysterious Universe, so if you, go, if you just type in... Flying humanoid over Los Angeles, mysterious universe will probably pop up. Okay. Um, put a floating humanoid over California and talk naturally turns to Project Blue Beam, the infamous yeah. conspiracy theory that NASA is creating a new age religion headed by the Antichrist to start a new world order. I didn't realize that's what Blue Beam was. Huh. Uh, before you dismiss it as a Michelin Man balloon, which is what it kind of looks like, don't forget about the Michelin Man alien scene on Reunion Island where you know, the MH370 wreckage was found. I have uh, seen this before. I forgot. like, But, yeah, I have seen this. And at number one, it does look like the Michelin Man. I will say that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a balloon. Possibly. But man, this is really, really cool. And I am seeing the different angles. That helps. This is really, really interesting because it does look like a spacesuit. I mean, it really does. Wow. It's pretty cool. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. I was letting you react to it. Sorry. (laughs) That's really interesting. So the next one is flying humanoid recorded over Peru. Ooh. This article is from March of 2015. Uh, There's not much to the story so far, but what we have is pretty interesting. A video taken on March 6th of 2015 shows what appears to be a humanoid flying over the city of Puerto Maldonado in southeastern Peru. The video was posted on the internet on March 15th by Dr. Anthony Choi, a ufologist investigative journalist national coordinator of the Peruvian Association of Ufology, radio producer and host of the radio program Journey to the Other Dimension. Uh, Dr. Choi has been influential in pressuring the Peruvian government to release its secret files on UFOs. Absolutely. The video attributed to radio and television producer Cesar Rodriguez. Huh? What? You broke up there. I heard you talking. Are I you wasn't. Talking? No, I wasn't talking at all. You were definitely. It was your voice. Maybe it was a glitch from the past. Huh. Okay. That's weird. So they've been. They've had other ones that they've been researching since 2010. Let's see. While looking for instances of flying humanoids in Peru, I came across an interesting article about another UFO sighting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find out where it talks about so this one they don't give a lot of detail into the flying humanoid it just looks like a humanoid sure yeah I'm looking at the those pictures right now too from the uh, Peru incident the the first one that you were talking about, uh, the one from Los Angeles, definitely looks more uh, humanoid in nature mm. than than the Peruvian one. However, like I could definitely see it in the Peru one as well. This is fucking fascinating, man. Flying humanoid photographed in Oregon. Okay. This was posted in February of 2014 on Cryptozoology News. Uh, two people reported seeing a flying human-like silhouette Sunday evening in two different locations in Oregon. Wow. A 47-year-old man from Roseburg who asked to remain anonymous said he was sitting on his front porch smoking a cigarette at approximately 6 p.m. Yeah. When he spotted what he initially believed to be a person sitting on a tree branch. Yeah. I see this fool crawling on a branch on the neighbor's tree. I thought someone was just being stupid. I go back inside the house and ask my wife to come out with me to take a look at him. 
And when she sees him, she says we should call the police, but we didn't have enough time. I thought he was a drunk guy or something, just being dumb. Oh, wow. He crouched down and stayed still. He had dark clothes on him, similar to a surfer's wetsuit, and something that looked like a long cape, also black. Oh, man. I clapped my hands, making noise to see if he noticed us. Oh, wow. And he moved his head a little. I told my wife to take a picture with her phone, and the flash of her phone must have spooked it, or him, because he climbed down the tree moving like a lizard, really fast, but in an awkward way. My wife freaked out, dropped the phone, and ran back in the house. I stood my ground probably 100 feet away from it. Okay, that's messed up. It definitely had long arms, and when it got down to the lawn, I was standing, or it was standing up on two legs, so it wasn't a cougar or a bear for sure. Yeah. Uh, Because he walked a few steps just like a person. Then it lifts itself off the ground, hovering on the road about two feet from the asphalt. All of a sudden, a bright light in the sky, and the thing goes up higher towards the center of the light, and then it was gone. Wow. It was a matter of seconds, but I can tell you that that wasn't an animal that I know of. I know it sounds crazy, and that's why I prefer to keep my name private, if you don't mind. I hope you respect that. So... I'm curious as to why this thing just didn't fly out of the tree. Why I had to climb down the tree and then fly off the ground. Yeah. Like, why couldn't it just take off from... Yeah. Weird. So the story continues. Uh, Kay Smith, a 22-year-old student from Corvallis, told Crypto News that he had just finished walking his girlfriend home when he saw a man with extremely long arms on top of the roof of a nearby house. The man, Smith says, then proceeded to jump off the roof. But he didn't touch the ground, he said. He stopped right before touching the ground and began floating in the air. Okay. Then, according to the witness, the strange figure flew away into the darkness. Honestly, I was a little bit afraid, but it was getting dark, so I could have easily been an animal, except for the long arms hanging on the sides which look human to me, or primate maybe. They were exceedingly long. One thing that also grabbed my attention was the humming sound coming from it. But I didn't see any metallic object or anything that resembled any type of electronics on it. It happens fast 20 seconds, probably. Smith also states that the creature didn't have wings and that it flew following a fast zigzag pattern. Oh, wow. Oh, here's uh, in 1950 in McMinnville, Oregon, a farmer took one of the most renowned pictures in UFO history. That's all it says. <laughs> in 1997, a man who maintained that he was a former employee of a military facility said the national syndicated radio show Coast to Coast that what he what we are thinking of as aliens are actually extra dimensional beings. Uh, in 2007, a police officer from Mexico admitted being attacked by a flying humanoid while on patrol in the city of Monterey. We've talked about that yeah. on the show. Uh, paranormal experts usually base these types of incidents as the possibility of interdimensional portals. Dang. I don't know. Dude, man. Like, it. All of this makes me wonder what exactly is going on. If they are, in fact, like some beings from another dimension alright what would that do then what does that say about aliens just in our 
galaxy, our solar system. You know what I'm saying? Um, what would that mean for aliens? Do they not exist entirely? Um, are they all just interdimensional beings or what have you? Uh, and somehow able to, to bend time and space in order to get here where we are now uh, to observe or do whatever it is that they do. Like, there's a zillion questions here with that. Like, I just it's so much easier to think, oh, there's aliens living on another planet. Well, I mean, it's... I don't see why there can't be both. There probably is both. Possibly. I mean... I guess you think at how how enormous and how vast just space is in general. Literally unending. I mean, it's fascinating stuff. It really is. It's just... And so, yeah, I guess that would lend itself to the possibility that there most likely is um, both. The answer is both. There are, in fact, beings on other planets, and there are, in fact beings in some other parallel type of dimension somewhere. Um, I mean, the whole idea of another alternate type dimension or whatever is very, very fast coming into uh, mainstream school of thought now. Well, yeah, so it's a simulation thing, which exactly. means that even what these things wouldn't be real either. Well, it's define real. <laughs> That's a good created point. created in a simulation, we would be real on some level. Yeah, of course. Just not You'd the be... physical level we believe we are. So well, we fun. could go down that road. Yeah, yeah and I'll... And uh, I'll be, be off cro- of it in a couple weeks, probably. <laughs> I'll be cross-eyed by the end of that show. Just uh, warning you. It's amazing, though. It's absolutely fascinating stuff. So the next one is about... A quick thing about... It's probably the most well-known okay. uh, flying humanoid video. Uh, a mysterious figure filmed hovering above Nuevo Leon Mountains. Uh, UFO watchers said the figure appeared to be wearing a cape, leading to claims that it was a witch or wizard from the first scene, or when it was first seen in 2006. Now Mexico's leading ufologist Ana Cruz Sid says the sighting were true after carrying out her own investigations she said I think that the possibility is there an imaginary object is not recorded on film nor produced over 40 witnesses Um, policeman Leonardo the floating person dropped out of the sky and landed on his bonnet which is the roof of the car hood of the car we've talked about that one right right so yeah these go look up the mysterious figure it's be much better even for our listeners to see the video so to I'm, go to I'm look, gonna look Nuevo Leon I'm going to uh could you spell that for me Nuevo it is N U E V O Okay. L-E-O-N Mountains. Um, flying Humanoid. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, okay. I have seen this. Uh, obviously, I've seen the footage, too. And I'm sure most of you guys have uh, have seen this as well. 
But yeah, it does. It looks like it's just kind of uh, just kind of cruising along there, just above the the tip top of the the mountain range there. Well, that's the most famous one. But yeah, in that for sure. Area, they have them um, often, including the one with the police officer. Now, what uh, what year did you say that this happened? Well, they had a date of two thousand and six. Six. Okay. Wow. This is uh, it's really really cool. So this lady does an investigation, and she says it is one hundred percent fact. Got it on lockdown. It is fact, right? It's a fact. That's like what you broke up there. I didn't. Hear oh yeah. Said. So that's what this lady. After she did her investigation, that's what this lady is saying. That it is fact. Is that correct? Well, I don't. I. I'm just curious as to what they mean fact or what she thinks. Does yeah, I'm she curious mean to fact see. In that she doesn't think that people are lying. Then, right. Yeah, I, I probably see that. But if she says fact as in it's proven to be a flying person, yeah, I, I don't think she can use that term. Because I mean, honestly, it does. But, it, but I mean, we're talking forty eyewitnesses here too. Now that's pretty impressive, as well. Um, yeah, but would you call the the next ones in Phoenix? Uh, but would you call the okay. UFOs sightings in '97 in Phoenix a fact, purely because they had thousands of witnesses? I would absolutely call it a fact. That it happens, yeah. but not that it was UFO. Well, I think by all definitions, though, of the term, it is well, yeah, an but... unidentified object that is flying. I mean, I just think that's exactly what that is. Now, whether or not that's alien or, or what, now, I would say, okay, yeah, could it be our government? Could it be uh, testing of some sort? Absolutely. However... They usually don't do that over very heavily populated areas, um, you know, for for all the world to see. You know, they would they have places um, that they would do these tests on, uh, things of that nature. I just don't think hovering over over Phoenix is is going to be a, a good thing to do, unless you're just playing that big of a joke on somebody. Yeah, I mean, it could be, and it's the same argument as with movies. It could yeah. be conditioning. I mean, that's twenty years ago now, but sure, it could be conditioning our minds for when it finally does happen. Gosh, man, can you imagine? Can you absolutely just imagine that? I have a feeling we'll pick. Well, I don't know. I, I wanted to. Say, I watched Contact again the other day because what it just a great flipping movie, dude! And I was one of the say, best. I have a feeling that the first thing we would get is a signal, but we wouldn't necessarily but be told about it. The thing is, like we have been receiving said signals. Supposedly, we have been receiving these signals. Like there are people set in place to to specifically listen for this crap, and it's happening. Or at least there are things that they have captured. Correct. There are things that are anomalous that they have captured. But you're right. Whether we as the general public or populace of the world would be privy to that information is completely beyond me. And I would say most likely, hell no. That's just me. Anyways, I'm going to read this one. Okay. 
flying humanoid alien sighted over Phoenix, alien astronaut lands in spacesuit, UFO blogger claims bizarrely. This is in Phoenix. Yeah. UFO and alien hunters have made one of the most bizarre UFO claims ever after viewing a UFO sighting video that emerged online recently. According to conspiracy theorists, a short clip submitted recently to the Mutual UFO Network shows a flying humanoid alien dressed in a spacesuit over Phoenix in Arizona. The alien appeared to be landing from space. According to an unnamed witness in a report filed in the MUFON database as case 75606, the sighting occurred when he was riding a mountain bike on Havelina Trail South Mountain in Phoenix, Arizona, April 2nd, 2016. At about 7 p.m., the witness noticed a mysterious lone object drifting in the sky. The object appeared so unusual that the witness was forced to stop biking, dismount, and film the object. Holy crap. Uh, what caught the witness's attention at first was the size of the mysterious UFO. It appeared to be a large, heavy, and solid object shaped like an upright cylinder with appendages dangling from the lower end. The UFO drifted in the sky in an easterly course, losing altitude as it drifted along. The witness observed the mysterious UFO for about a minute, during which he snapped a photo and shot a 15-second video. Then he biked hurriedly further down the trail to secure a position affording a better view of the mysterious UFO. When he was satisfied he had found a better position from which to view the UFO, he stopped, observed, and filmed it for another one minute. He eventually lost sight of the object after viewing it continuously for about a minute. The witness expressed regret that he was unable to locate and spot the at which the UFO eventually landed. He said he was hampered by the fact that it was twilight. By the time the object disappeared beyond the horizon, visibility was diminished. Wow. But he estimated that he viewed the object from a distance of about 20 miles and that its height was about 30 to 50 feet. It appeared to have been drifting in the air close to Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix. Huh. Uh, the witness ruled out suggestions that the UFO may have been a hot air balloon because it's unusual for a hot air balloon to fly so close to a major airport. Sure. Uh, he also ruled out suggestions it was a drone because drones were not allowed to fly close to airports. Yeah, absolutely. Partially because it did not look like a drone. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of laws and regulations nowadays with the drones, that's for sure. Let me see. Let me get to the part where it talks about the alien... Okay, so he filmed this stuff, and a UFO, somebody that is a ufologist, claims that it actually looks like a flying alien. Okay, so that's what the ufologist said. Like, no, yeah, that I'm looks scrolling like a up alien. here because it kind of repeated itself. Other ufologists, other enthusiasts, they call them, sure. um, said it looked kind of like the Dark Knight satellite. Interesting. Uh, it definitely looks like one of those humanoid UFOs. A skeptic suggests it was a hoax, according to a skeptic. It well, could have been a kite fixed to a drone. 
Of course, we're initially going to say it's a hoax. <laughs> I mean, come on. We can't believe everything that we see or hear. So it doesn't necessarily say why they think it was a humanoid landing, but they said that um, they used the word expert, but the ufologists <laughs> said that it looked like other things that they had seen that looked like a humanoid. Interesting. They mentioned Project Bluebeam in this one, too. Do they? All right. What does it say here? But some conspiracy theorists suggest it was a 3D projection designed to test run Project Bluebeam, an alleged plan by new or by world governments to inaugurate the exceptionally evil New World Order by simulating the second coming of Jesus to deceive millions of Christians across the globe. Oh, come on. So they're practicing to have Jesus come to the White House from the sky. Huh. According to these conspiracy theorists. I think Jesus would have, like, better things to do. I don't know. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) All right. I tell you what. Let's take a quick little break. Let's hear a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. One night, one location, one group of friends pushed their limits of sanity. It was great. It really made you think about some things, how how everything's connected. Oh, sure. How do you perceive your own reality? The film was really awesome. Being a, a investigator and being at Malvern uh, a couple times, uh, this really jived with a lot of experiences that I've had. What's that? Perception and stuff, just, you don't think of those things. So, very interesting. You're not allowed outside anymore. Watch the Brush with Evil series, along with other Josh Hurd documentaries. Go to joshhurd.net. You will find books, documentary films, and of course, the ectoplasm show. joshhurd.net. All right, guys, we are back. I don't know how, but I got that to work. My soundboard went down, pal. Really? Yeah, the uh, little soundboard that I use for all the uh, the funny little quips and and things like that, little sound bites. Yeah, it it had to go the way of old Yeller, sadly. So, did I lose you? I'm like, did no, I'm here. Else Sorry, I was responding to um, the text. Texting on the job. 
kids. That's okay. It's all good. That's what we I could be edited out technically. No, that that can't happen. That can't <laughs> ever happen. <laughs> uh, too much work for you. Yeah, it's just so hard. Yeah, so hard to just click and drag. Yeah, <laughs> and just be like, nope, that little section goes bye bye. Yeah, this is so hard. It's terrible. Oh, speaking of hard, did you get a chance to listen to <laughs> the shout out on Sofa King? I haven't listened to it yet. I listened to no. our I listened to a little shout out from our pals over at Hysteria Fifty One though. Yeah, I haven't listened to this week's episode. I was actually gonna listen to it this afternoon on my drive down. Nice to investigate. But they nice. gave us a shout out too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Yes, they did. They did. Because uh, I joined um I well, I signed us the ectoplasm show up to be patreons right. of um, of Sofa King Hysteria and Language of Bromance. Nice. So, and we actually got our donation to Language of Bromance got them to their first goal. Whoa! Their mo- first monthly goal. So, which episode of Sofa King are we mentioned in? One ninety nine. One ninety nine. Okay. At the end, at the very end, when they do their shout outs to Patreon. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Nice. Very, very. It kind of nice. goes off the rails. We actually got. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> funny, and they weren't. They weren't. I mean, obviously, they weren't meaning any disrespect by it, and it's just who they are. That's but we got we got messages from people stating that we don't think that your show or your logo is better than your show because that's one of the things they joked about that <laughs> our logo is better than our show. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I got a message from a few different people stating, oh, yeah, we don't think that your logo is better than your show. Your oh, show is so f- better. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, we do appreciate you guys listening. So I <laughs> freaking love it, though. Now, they're good dudes over there. Good dudes. And, yeah, I tell you what, man, this podcast thing is fun, but I, we're kind of all in this crap together. You know what I mean? We kind of have to have each other's backs all the time. That's what it seems like anyway. Oh my goodness. Fun times. All right, so what else you got for me? Flying humanoid in Donna, Texas. Donna, Texas. I'm going to be I'm going to I'm just kind of looking these up as you go through, you know what I mean? If I can find them. I don't know if this one's pictured or Okay. Yeah, I'm not finding a picture. This one I believe right. is on I pulled from phantomsandmonsters.com. Oh, cool. Our, okay. Uh, Lonnie that we had on. Yes. Yes. Time back. Very nice. All right. Um, okay, well, I'll just read it here. Here's a creepy, a really creepy story sent in from Donna, Texas. First of all, the region where I live consists of predominantly Hispanic and Mexican culture, and with it comes a vast embedded root of paranormal and unexplained phenomenon. Uh, For decades, people around here have reported all kinds of abnormal and supernatural occurrences, ranging from UFOs to ghosts to cryptids. Nice. Today, I'm going to tell you about a story my uncle told me that still creeps the hell out of me every time I think about it. (laughs) I was at my grandmother's funeral when I finally got a detailed explanation of the horror my uncle witnessed that that hot afternoon in Donna, Texas that happened around 2005 my uncle came home from work for lunch he and my cousin had sat outside of his house eating their food 
and talking when suddenly my uncle saw something that he cannot account for to this day and still haunts him every time he recalls wow. what he swears is true. Floating above their heads about five feet on top of the picnic table where they ate was what he can only describe as a decrepit man with dark blistered skin what? wearing dark dusty pants a dark trench coat, a dark sombrero, black gloves, and beat-up black boots. <sighs> he had long black hair and had a long slithering tongue with sharp wow. teeth. This man, creature, demon, or whatever you want to call it, no was just casually floating above their heads. Imagine that. No. Only five feet above where you're yeah. sitting. I'm like, so that it's is... only, if you're sitting, you're maybe five feet, your head would maybe be five feet off the ground at the time. So yeah. ten feet off the ground, right above you. Yeah, like, we're talking spitting distance here, people. Like, that is... You could probably stand up and jump yeah, and grab Yeah, I was it. just going to say, if you even needed to jump, you could probably just reach up, grab it, uh, if you were standing. You think basketball height is nine, ten feet, right? I think around the, there is is no more than ten feet for the hoop. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, ten feet, I believe. Ten feet. So yeah, that's that would be the height of where this thing was. From. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Wow. Uh, trying to keep his cool, my uncle did his best to ignore it. He asked my cousin if he saw it too, since the creature was still hovering above them. My cousin calmly confirmed, yet did not want to draw more attention or alarm this creature as well. My uncle then decided that he wanted to surprise it by jumping oh. up and grabbing its leg and dragging it down. That's probably a crappy idea. Yeah, probably. But he noticed the slithering tongue and wisely declined for fear that the creature would take him. No kidding. Probably he wise. He said the thing was gazing down on them with a set of black eyes. Dude. Again, although he was terrified, he did not want to run or make any sudden moves. My uncle said that the best way to describe the being was by comparing it to the creature from the movie Jeepers Creepers. Oh, wow. Soon after, the creature simply began to float higher and higher until it eventually disappeared into the clouds and was never seen again. It's so Says, bizarre because, like, think about it. What was the purpose of this, of this thing? I mean, obviously, we don't know. We'll never know, most likely, but... What the hell is the purpose? This thing is floating above you, five feet, ten feet, whatever, um, floating there, just looking at you. And you're close enough that you can tell um, very, very intricate detail as to this thing's appearance. Yeah. That's terrifying. Because what business do you have? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what what are you doing? I don't know. All I do know is I'm not reaching out and I'm not grabbing, grabbing no. it. Hell no. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he's just looking for a buddy, and everybody's so afraid of him, nobody will be his buddy. And That's the first person he's... that will be his buddy will have mm, the use of his magical powers. Yeah, but the problem is he's still floating and he's still hideous. He's flying. Oh, because just because he's, he's hideous, you don't yes. want to be his friend. He has like a forked lizard tongue. They need love too. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm sure he smells foul as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably offensive to all the senses. 
You don't have to invite him over for dinner. You know I just what? wanted I, to hang out at the park with you. Is that it? Yeah, we'll give him a shake. We'll give him a fair shake. Be like, yeah, it's just not working out. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Good could stuff. that? I mean, you couldn't see the face of this thing. But you saw wings rather than a trench coat. Correct. I saw but this thing could have looked. Like I, that's what I was thing. just imagining, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I didn't see anything from basically like oh the chest up. You know what I mean? Um, no, that's it, what I saw too. So I mean, my thing that I saw could have looked like this thing. Too. It's very true. I mean, uh, we saw the kid. Well, at least I did because he had skater shoes on. Right, right. He's in that rebellious stage right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mine was three or four years ago. He could have got new shoes and just be up there now. Wow. Just wow. I'm I'm completely speechless right now. Like because I'm imagining this thing with an absolute hideous face. And uh, like a forked tongue in, in the whole nine yards here. Um, so now I'm revisiting that initial fear that, that came over me uh, when I when I saw it. So thank you for that, Mr. Koopsik. I appreciate uh, that. I mean, that was... Uh, that was your was whole... I, that was the whole purpose from Jump Street, wasn't it? Well, honestly, it was to see if... Um, if anything... Uh, Lines up, yeah, kind of correlated there. Pops out of your brain that you forgot. I don't know. Like, yeah, that happened. And I didn't remember it. Yeah, but you weren't anal probe, were you? I God, I hope not. Like, was I there felt was no fine. missing time. No, no. Were you that in was... one part, and then after you saw it, you ended up at the top of the mountain there, the top of the bluff? <laughs> no, because here's how it went down. I saw this thing. And as I'm driving, I literally, I didn't even move uh, a quarter of a mile from that point on. Um, Not even a quarter of a mile before the phone was in my hand and I was dialing the uh, the ectoplasm show phone number at that point. Uh, Because I was like, if I don't just spit this out right now, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm never going to uh, probably fully remember this. You know what I mean? I was... uh, I was pretty shaken up. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it sounds like it on the recording or not, but I was I was pretty shaken up. I was completely beside myself. Didn't even know what to think. Why are you quiet? Uh, here's you one quiet? that's... Uh, it was reported in Houston, so our buddies down there... Yes. I mean, this is an older report. At least the report in Houston's an older report but this, it was seen again in 2009 it looks like um, 2009 wow so uh, recently I received an unusual report from colleagues who belong to a leading UFO organization my associates had been contacted by a San Antonio family who claimed to have had a remarkable sighting near their home in the area around a local airport. So that's a little bit north of Houston, but they okay. mentioned an article in the Houston Chronicle later in this article. So, oh. um, According to their account, it was during April of 2009 when the incident occurred. At the time... The lady of the household was standing in her driveway having a conversation on her cell phone. When she happened to glance up 
and spotted what appeared to be a huge, dark, winged man gliding through the air. Damn. Startled and amazed, the woman ran into her house and yelled at her husband and son to come and take a look. All of them were in full agreement that they were in fact watching what appeared to be the form of a man-bat flying by. The strange figure eventually disappeared out of sight. Regrettably to date, the family in question had been hesitant to conduct a personal follow-up interview with me or any others. Perhaps they merely imagined the whole thing or made it up or maybe they could have come to realize that the some objects are better left alone. Yeah. Um, as incredibly as incredible as it sounds, there have been other documented reports of similar winged humanoids throughout South Texas. According to a newspaper article that appeared in the Houston Chronicle on June 19, 1953, three residents of that city observed a man-like figure perched on a branch of a pecan tree. The Houston Batman is what they called it. Wow. As he became known was apparently adorned in a black paratrooper costume complete with the attached wings and knee-length boots but the strangest attribute according to the eyewitness was the fact that the batman emitted a dull gray glow that faded out right about the time he vanished from their sight Stories about winged humanoid creatures can be found throughout Texas and Mexico. In Rio Grande City, there were rumors of a man bird that haunted the roof of a local tavern during the 1970s. And Robstown near Corpus Christi had a local legend about the Piero Hombre. In November of uh, 2007, a San Antonio man named Frank Ramirez appeared on a local news broadcast and stated that he had encountered an enormous winged humanoid on the city's south side one evening. Um, so yeah, lots of goings on down there in Texas. It's pretty amazing. I dig it. I digs it a lot. I don't know. I think there may be something to this, pal. I think we need to dig into this much deeper there's still a lot of unanswered questions you know what I'm saying yeah definitely I have one more here and this one it, this one was phantoms and monsters as well okay. and uh, it's from somebody in Australia but they saw a flying humanoid sighting near Mount Fuji I saw something about this continue um, on yeah Okay, yeah, I'll just read it. It's a it's a longer one because they go yeah. the initial contact and then they record the second contact. So, sir, I am writing on behalf of a business friend who I visited in September 2015. He lives in Tokyo, Japan. While I was there, he told me of an incident that occurred while he and his fiance traveled to the Mount Fujiyama Komateki Shrine. He had been at the shrine and other local sites throughout the day. While they were leaving the parking lot, they both noticed a strange-looking man crouched down by a tree near the edge of the forest. My friend slowed down his car as they continued to watch this man. The forest was dark, but they could see a halo of red light over his head. About that time, he turned and stood up. 
instantly a pair of huge dark butterfly-like wings sprung open from his back and he shot up into the canopy wow as it ascended they noticed the wings reflected light uh, then they noticed that the that two older women had been watching this man as well who screamed and ran away towards a nearby building other people then reacted to the screams and were looking towards the forest my friend did not stay and drove off they were both frightened and his fiance cried most of the way home oh crap man so this is uh him uh, Lonnie typing I was shocked by their encounter and st- oh no wait no it's it's the same guy I was shocked by their encounter and started to look on the internet after I returned home to New South Wales Australia I then read about the Mothman incidents and other strange winged humanoids I talked to my friend and he said that someone had told him the same thing and that he had been seen in Japan uh, could you offer another explanation it says wow. I emailed I sent an email to Jan asking for more details. If possible, he wrote back and mentioned that his friend was worried about mentioning this being to others. His fiance seemed to believe that this was evil omen concerning Mount Fuji and possible disaster. I remember a witness or two who stated that a Mothman-like being was seen before the 2011 Japan earthquake tsunami. Yeah. Um... Here in the article, or here is an article I had posted at the time. It was forwarded by a colleague. Um, Okay, so witness claims Mothman sighting in Japan prior to earthquake. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is the appropriate time to come forward. The story seeing at the recent events in Japan are still fresh in everyone's memory. I've been a follower of your website. Naturally, your site was one I thought of first when this incident happened and I decided to write in and tell you what happened the night in early February. I was in Japan on business and had emailed a lifelong friend who was living in Japan and teaching English at a local sh- at local school. He had insisted on my staying with him for the duration of my stay, saying it would help save the mo- me money and make me my expense report look better when I turned it in. My friend... I will call him Tim, uh, not his real name, was a lifelong bachelor and had a fairly large apartment all to himself and his cat. After several days of day-long meetings and group seminars, we had decided to go out to get a bite to eat and take in the town. After a fairly large meal and hopping from one night spot to another, we decided to go towards the ocean and check out the moonlight reflecting off the waves. My friend stated that he wanted to check on a biology station that some of his graduate students had set up near a large power plant. As we approached the plant from the west, we talked or we walked along some paths and came to a simple metal box bolted into the ground. From this box there was a myriad of weather vanes and other meteorological devices. My friend stated that the school science class students had a theory that just like the water being used and discharged by the power plant was warmed by the production of electricity, the air around the plant was also being warmed and thus affecting weather and tidal patterns and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, he finished up and changed the subject to something more jovial when all of a sudden we heard a loud and distant whoosh. 
At first, my mind thought it might be the sound of a distant waves crashing ashore when we heard it again, followed by an ear-piercing or pitching screech that shook me down to the bone and made the hairs on the back of my neck stand on it. Sure. We looked around for the cause of the noise when we heard the sound again. The best way I can describe it was the city bus's brakes when they are in need of service, loud and ear-splitting. We both continued to look around when my friend's attention was drawn towards the plant by another nearby couple. A younger couple out for a walk were staring towards the plant, arms outstretched in an obvious fear of their voice showing itself. I looked towards the plant, and against the lights of the plant, I I thought I saw a figure silhouetted against the moonlit sky. The figure was large and black. From the distance... I was, it looked to be sitting on top of one of the squared-shaped buildings. I sat there for about five seconds when it unfurled a large set of what could only be described as large black wings. The only reference I can compare them to are from the old John Travolta movie, Michael. Oh, yeah. Um, where the main character unfurls his wings and spreads them out to their full length. To say that this creature was large was an understatement. The creature then took flight and circled the plant for at least four to five, or at least four to five times. Some circuits he took at a fast pace. Some he seemed to slow down. All the while, he kept his attention on the row of squared-shaped buildings that a letter found out were housed the reactors. The creature then came towards us, flying at least 25 to 30 feet off the ground. The younger couple who had noticed the creature first were now screaming and cowering, the man shielding the woman while shielding his head with his jacket. A friend and I looked in awe as this creature flew over us. That's when I noticed the two large red eyes. They seemed to glow from within with a blood-red hue. They were unblinking in the three to four seconds we saw them. We knew they were looking straight at us. We knew this creature knew we could see it, and it made no attempt to disguise itself. The sick, intense, and overwhelming feeling of dread came over us. A feeling that we shouldn't be there was, to say the least, overwhelming. Yeah. As quickly as it came, it flew back, or flew away, back towards the town, eventually melting into the black night sky. As it flew away from us, a loud whoosh was heard again and then silence I just so his friend was I, trying to take pictures of it at that point but it was too far away right um, yeah and they had no explanation as to what it could oh. have been I don't even know man I don't even know it's just amazing though just amazing what are your thoughts so this was oh wait um it says oh, I'm gonna continue reading here real quick because okay. we spoke about it one, only once more in an email about a week before he was due to come to the US for his sister's wedding when I brought it up at the wedding rehearsal dinner he was convinced that it had been an optical illusion That was until the day before the wedding when he woke out of a deep sleep with a frantic phone call telling me to turn on the TV. 
There came the images of the devastation of the Japanese earthquake and the near total destruction of the city in the town of Okuma, where my friend was living and working. The day of the wedding, the news came of the explosions at the local nuclear power plant. And as CNN broadcast the report, we were both gasped at the same power plant, or it was the same power plant where we had seen the strange bird-like creature. Um, yeah. This stuff is so weird. So this was the Fukushima plant yeah. where they saw this thing. Over. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, the Fukushima Daiichi was the same plant that we've seen the strange bird-like creature circling. Wow, man. Just a little while before. It's just amazing. I don't know. Is it possible? Is it, like, what are your thoughts here? I mean, I think... I'm, if you my fucking guess say, is, listen to me, if you say, no, I no, guess no, anything's no, no. possible. <laughs> what I was going to say is, um, I think that throughout the different stories we read, there's hundreds more, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. There are, um, my guess is, there are different explanations for different ones. Some of them might be the same thing. Some of them might be something else. Yeah. Um, the Mothman, the ones with wings and the ones without wings seem different to me. I would agree. But, I mean, who knows? Until <sighs> we capture one. That's a hell of an idea. We're just going to so need a lot up of and grab that guy's leg and then we'd know. <laughs> really dropped the ball on that one, didn't you, pal? Damn it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Fun stuff, my friend. Fun stuff. So how does this make you feel about your sighting? I don't even know anymore. Like, I I don't even know. Like, how to freaking react, I guess. I just... I tell you what, though. If you guys have... If you guys have experienced something very similar to this, if you've seen something similar to this, like I would love to hear this story. I would love to hear your story. Um, if you, you know, even if you know somebody that has seen something like this, let us know what it is. Nine one three seven three zero seven two five five. You guys can give us a call, um, shoot us a text, or or whatever. Um, it'd be freaking awesome. We definitely want to hear from you guys, and you guys could also reach out to us. Uh, at Ectoplasm Show on Instagram and Twitter, The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook, or uh, Ectoplasm Show at gmail.com as well. And where else can the good peeps find us, Mr. Kupsik? On Pod Bros, the what best up? podcast network out there, podbros.com. Go find them on Twitter. I'm pretty sure John is still lost <laughs> in the swamps out there. I He's haven't gone. heard from him. He's gone. I think somebody did report that they saw him out there oh. and he, you know, he had gone a little native, a little wild. <laughs> uh, so maybe he's still out there and he's going to become the next wild man in the swamps of Michigan. So Godspeed, John. Yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, sometimes that that kind of lifestyle draws me in, but then I think, well, I'd like to take a shower every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those dudes. I got to shower at least once a day. <laughs> I do. I swear to God. Like, I do. Otherwise, I just get, like, grumpy. I don't know what my deal is. It's weird. All right. Well, I tell you what. On that happy little note, peeps, we are going to let you go. Uh, Mr. Kupizik, is there anything else? 
Before um, I, before if I you're in go. the KC area, go to Big Rip Brewing Company and have a beers. Tell them we sent you there, the That's Ectoplasm Show. Go to KansasCityParacon.net to check out the Kansas City Paranormal Conference. It's going to be huge this year. We're already selling gonna quite a bit huge. of tickets. We have uh, vendor tables still available for the low, low price of $100 plus a donation to our raffle. Nice. And... Yeah, if you're a fellow podcaster and you're in the area, we'll have other podcasters. And we're going to have a podcasting studio set up yes. on site yes. for different podcasters to use to interview people and whatnot. So go check that out or just reach out to either one of us you know, online or wherever. Yep, absolutely. No, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun, as always. All right, peeps. Well, I hope you have a good day, night, rest of the week rest of the month, whatever. Um, But we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace out.